Greetings, listeners in Listenerland. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. We talk about things regionally, <laughs> nationally, internationally, and as Mark always likes to say, galactically. That's right. Don't forget the Milky Way. Don't forget the Milky Way. The North Star. <laughs> <laughs> Who named it the Milky Way? That might be a good question. Uh, are you talking about the candy bar? Uh, see, or? there's the whole thing right there. <laughs> so, so. Are the three musketeers out in the sky? Uh, right. They're out there somewhere. There's got to be. <laughs> the payday. Right. The big payday in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of paydays, uh-huh. our thought for the day, because I'm still uh, putting my return to civility book back together and that's from is that from the dog eating it uh yes or is and it then from I, you and then i lost it and then i couldn't find it and then i have to put the pages back together because wow. it's come on coming you, apart. you were probably tough with your teacher uh, <laughs> i no. lost it the dog ate it yeah in this case and you know this the dog did eat it he did that poor yeah if opportunity doesn't knock build a door ah if opportunity doesn't knock Build a door. Good, good. I like that. Yeah. That makes sense. It's about time you made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Common sense is worth a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard to find these days. It it is hard to find these days. I'm afraid. Something that is very easy to find is a lot of fun. Yeah. And a lot of fun that is down at City Museum. Oh, I like that place. And specifically, the Circus Harmony is a lot of fun down at at City Museum. And Jessica Hentoff, who's the artistic and executive director, is here with us to talk about Circus Harmony and a big event coming up called Schwashbuckle, which we're going to talk to her. Jessica, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you very much for having me. Now, uh, Some people know about Circus Harmony. Some people may not be aware. We always like to educate the the listeners out there in listener land. Discuss a little bit about what Circus Harmony is and how long it's been going on. So Circus Harmony is St. Louis's only social circus school. That means we use the teaching and performing of circus arts to motivate social change by building character in individuals and building bridges between communities. It started in 1989 when I had a small troupe of children called the St. Louis Arches, and we are now multiple generations into the St. Louis Arches, but Circus Harmony became a nonprofit in 2001. Now, it has also evolved into a recreational circus school where anybody, our youngest students are three, our oldest was 93 and did trapeze. Anybody can come and learn any of the circus arts. And... We also evolved into one of the top pre-professional training schools in uh, the, in North America, in, Saint, uh, in the United States of America. Right. And so we have a number of our alumni are now touring the world with shows like Cirque du Soleil and Seven Fingers. Wow. And we do, we're, li- we're based at City Museum. Mm-hmm. That's our, our home, where last year we presented 586 shows between our students and our teaching artists. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Crazy. That's craziness. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so students sign up to become a circus performer, or how do they do that? So you register for circus classes. We have classes year-round, as I said, for all ages. We're coming up on our summer camp season, so you can register for circus summer camps. And the summer camps are in two-week sessions, where the first week you learn skills, and the second week you present them to the public. We have some students who come as many as five or six days a week who are on a more pre-professional track. Some people just come one night a week for juggling or unicycling club. It's whatever you want to do. But if you want to run away and join the circus, this is the place. And if you want to run away and join the circus but still be home in time for dinner, this is also the place. Okay, so I could actually become a trapeze artist or something? It's never too late to run away. Oh, yeah. For him, it is. No, for for Arnold, it's too late. I see a double trapeze act starting. (laughs) Oh, no. no, I'll hold you, Mark. No, you (laughs) I don't. Nothing personal. I don't trust you. The next broadcast will be from a trapeze (laughs) at City Museum. Inside of Circus Harmony. You Army. better have a, Mark, really, go? Go a go. Long, really strong net below <laughs> us. <laughs> a, it's going to have to hold a lot of weight. Well, and that's another thing is 
the ceilings are arguably not high enough. We do a lot in that space, and we have some <laughs> incredible aerial acts, which I'll tell you about later. But we are looking for a place to put our flying trapeze oh. year-round. Oh, my. So that needs 40-foot ceilings. Oh, oh And we would stay at City Museum and do our shows, but we really would like to find a building with 40-foot ceilings, and anyone who finds us the building gets free flying trapeze lessons <laughs> for life. Oh, wow. <laughs> get <laughs> right on that, that Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I get, I'm going to get right on that as the show's over. <laughs> or a free juggling lesson. Or our endless... Make some calls. Gratitude. <laughs> so, so do kids... How do they... You know, <laughs> Mark's got me going. Now. I know. <laughs> do they do they grow up thinking like, man, I want to be a circus performer, or you know, <laughs> when, when does that change? It used to be a little more iconic. I want to run away and join the circus. Right, right, right. Yeah. But you still can. You really can. And the circus is a place. First of all, it's got it's made up of several genres. So it's not like soccer, where if you're not fast, you're never gonna. Right. Do well, get the ball, whatever. It's not like musical theater where if you can't carry a tune, you're not going to get a good part. In circus, you can be an acrobat or maybe you could do the juggling or you have good balance. You could ride unicycle, walk wire, or this is a place where the class clown gets to shine. Also, in a pyramid, you need big people on the bottom. You need little people on top. Right. There really is a place for everyone in the circus. Okay. So it's a place for kids who want to perform but also want to be athletic or want to be athletic but also enjoy performing and the other thing is unlike a number of other performing arts most people in the circus when they go out to work they get paid a lot of people will sing or dance just to sing or dance but in the circus it's also you can't say i can do this you either can hang by your toes or you can't well and our our young people are amazingly good at hanging by their toes in a lot of other circus arts. Yeah, you guys have, have done some unbelievable <laughs> kinds of uh, activities. And you know, I know there, there used to be like a clown. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. A clown school. I know. It's yeah, the sh- Ringling Brothers used to have a clown college. This was many years ago. It hasn't been for a while. We offer physical comedy classes when... We haven't had much demand. I don't know. You guys have been sitting here on the radio. You need to right. come do some physical yeah, comedy. We'd, we'd have to come up with some uh, some names for us. A cl- oh, boy. Okay. And then I think also clowns have to have a unique face, don't they? Yes. It can't be a, a repeated mm-hmm. kind of face. Mm. Correct. You could be XO and OK. OX. Okay. Oh. XO and OK. Oh. KO. Yeah. KX. Okay. Yeah. I'm OK. Yeah. I'll be but OK. But we do offer a lot of classes. <laughs> Wait, you'll be just OK. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very good clown name. <laughs> that, that, that'll be our new mas- mascot. Just okay. Just okay. <laughs> we have we have a mascot. We have a mascot is a little scruff muffin of a dog named Maple. Aww. She was on the Tonight Show Aww. with Jimmy wow. Fallon. Uh, the Caramel House in Olivet has named a candy after her. Caramel Aww. Circus. Oh. Um, it, what is it? It's Maple Circus Caramels. Pulling it's a salted caramel with here. a maple flavoring. So. Yeah, good mascots are, are great, to, great to have. She performs in a lot of the shows. But this show that's coming up uh, the last three weekends in April, Swashbuckle, it's, a, it's an epic adventure with sword fighting and somersaulting Ooh. with pirates and parrots. And we just happen to also have a live parrot. Does it? And it talks? No. Well, yes and no. So the actual parrot, which is a 32-year-old military macaw, okay. does not talk. But through the magic of circus, circus theater, magic. circus magic, absolutely, uh, she, she, the parrot, was originally a child who knew where the treasure was buried, oh. got turned into a parrot so she wouldn't tell anybody, gets turned back into a child and has 24 hours dun, 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 to find the parrot, to, to find the treasure, uh, which is being sought after by the parrot child and a sea witch and a pirate queen. Mm. And their their crew, the pirate crew and the sirens. So it's a really exciting, fun show. It's at City Museum. It's only $15. And it has juggling, tumbling, sword fighting, as I mentioned, and a brand new aerial act. And by new, I mean it's a new genre in circus world. And it's our first time presenting it. It's called Hand to Trapeze, hmm. where there's a flyer, but she's thrown back and forth between a base on the ground and a base up in the air. Oh, Hand wow. to Trapeze. So come and see That's that. That's very interesting. 
In the Contortion Act, we have a young woman who does the world-famous Marinelli Bend, which is where you are supported by your teeth alone in a very... It's hard oh. to describe on the radio, but you put your... Say you would put your mouth on the microphone and then bend your body over so that your butt was touching your head and take your hands off. Oh, my gosh. Except we don't use a microphone. I have enough problems with my teeth, Mark. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would lose them completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> your teeth. So you can come watch it. And that's the other thing. Yeah. Circus needs, if you don't yeah. really, I mean, who right. doesn't want to fly through the air and control objects and and talk to animals. But if you don't, if you want to just come watch people, we need audience. So come and see our shows. In addition to, this is our first full-length show since the lockdown. Okay, okay. But in addition to that, uh, last year we offered 586 shows at City Museum. Wow. Because our students perform, but a number of our teachers also present their own shows there. Okay. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. We're talking to Jessica Hentoff. She's the Artistic and Executive Director of Circus Harmony. And she's been talking about the come one, come all, seafaring spectacle of Circus Harmony's swashbuckle. I like that swashbuckle. And it's an adventure on the high seas at City Museum. And it starts April the 15th, 16th, 22nd, 23rd, 29th, and 30th. That's Saturdays, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Sundays. At 2 p.m., tickets are $15. Go to circusharmony.org, and you can get more information about that. Now, Jessica, you talked about at the front end of the uh, show that Circus Harmony is a social circus, and it means you use circus arts to motivate social change. Talk about that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Explain that for, for listeners. So social circus is a, a kinesthetic education tool, a uh, pedagogical tool that's that's used for social intervention. It's often used primarily with children who are considered marginalized or at risk. Mm -hmm. At Circus Harmony, we think everybody, all children are are at risk. And the focus of ours, the intent, is to show young people, one, what they are capable of, their own strengths, and how when they concentrate on what connects them instead of what divides them, Mm -hmm. they can create something amazing. Mm -hmm. We have a Peace Through Pyramids partnership program that we've done for many years. For 11 years, we partnered with a Jewish Arab youth circus in Israel. Mm -hmm. There's a book about it, uh, Watch Out for Flying Kids, that you can get through our website. (laughs) There's a movie called Circus Kids that you can see on our YouTube channel. Uh, Then we partnered with a social circus in Puerto Rico. During the lockdown, we ended up partnering with a circus in Stuttgart, St. Louis's sister city. And the kids would meet online and teach each other things online. They choreographed acts and then went out into into their respective cities Mm -hmm. and did shows in front of iconic structures that were kind of similar between St. Louis and Stuttgart. And this resulted in a video called Sister City Circus. During the lockdown, we also did a video called The Balancing Act, Walking the Pandemic Tightrope, where the, the children in our program, their families, some alumni, some of the staff, created circus videos where the, the, the sound of it was them talking about how they saw the politics that was during the presidential election, the pandemic, or Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting slice of life of that time, and you mm-hmm. can see it on our YouTube channel, The Balancing Act. That was the first time we used personal narrative in our shows, and we combined this concept of personal narrative and the history of place, and now have a program called Architecture and Acrobats, where we find historically and architecturally significant sites in St. Louis, go in the neighborhoods, work with some of the neighborhood children, and create a movie telling the story of those places Hmm. through circus art. So the first one is almost finished editing, and it focuses on on Fairground Park and O'Fallon Park. Mm -hmm. Like, people drive down Grand all the time. What is that castle there? Most people don't know. Mm, What is it? It's the (laughs) bear pits from the original St. Louis Zoo. Oh. A lot of people... Don't e- even people in the neighborhood don't know about this swimming pool that was in Fairground Park. 10,000-person swimming pool. Right, huge. And at that time, it was an all-white neighborhood. Right. Like you, it's a long history there, but they, they had to integrate the park, and there were race riots, and they ended up filling in the pool. Right. So nobody got to swim. Right. And we tell the story of that, that swimming pool in O'Fallon Park, 
there's an island of herons. It's like a really? heron nesting place. What are these these birds doing in the middle of North St. Louis? So we look at all these sites and and have a circus act that goes along with the site that tells the story. We have a beautiful act. You know the water tower on Grand as right. you're driving towards between Fairground and O'Fallon Park? Mm-hmm. Why is it called a water tower? There is no water in there. You'll have to see the movie to find out. And we have a guy stacking four chairs and doing a handstand on top of the chairs. That's the act that goes with the water tower. Gotcha. The next one we're working on, we've done most of the filming already, is Fort Bellefontaine. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have never been out there. It's this incredible ruins from an old fort. And it also used to be Mm -hmm. a place where people would go swimming in the Mississippi and there were... There were giant ovens there where they could bake things, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful place. There was an orphanage there, which is now a St. Louis detention center for juveniles. So we worked with the kids in the detention center teaching Mm -hmm. them circus. And just some of the shots were stunning just because the ruins at Fort Bellefontaine are so beautiful. The next one, and we're already working on it, is to tell the story of, we're just focusing on two of the St. Louis libraries. Julia Davis and the Downtown Central Library, mm-hmm. which has phenomenal, gorgeous architecture. It is. And the Julia Davis, which looks kind of like a White Castle on steroids, but inside, a lot of people don't know what you can get at the library. It's a lot more than books. At Julia Davis on Natural Bridge, there's a maker station mm-hmm. where you can do 3D printing and laser cutting and and posters and they have these podcast booths you can rent instruments you could record in there and people don't know that i didn't know that you can get period products at the library and gun locks for free you can get gun locks yes you can get them at the police station but many people who have guns might not want to go to the police station for their free gun lock but you can get them at the library Library. wow so the library you can also fax i mean the library has so much more than just books and the buildings themselves are so interesting the story of the julia davis one which was the first library named after a living person in st louis and they have a a little like arboreum in in this library so that's the one we're working on now and then the next one we're planning anybody want to fund it let me know because sadly we were just turned down for a grant although Mm. Running a nonprofit is constantly seeking money. Right. But the next one is going to be on the story of the Old North neighborhood. Okay. Which is a fascinating story in and of itself. So that's architecture and acrobats. So that's a way of using circus. Social circus really is working with the kids and, and showing them their potential. But we also tell the stories of these local neighborhoods by putting the spotlight on the kids to s- tell the history and the children are the future. And we hope that The graduates from Circus Harmony will be the kids who go out in the world, find, because of what they've learned at Circus Harmony, because of our philosophy, find a place for everyone, find creative solutions to real world problems, and make the world a better place. You know, where else, Mark, would you find something like that that is is learning about these specific kinds of things that she just mentioned? Right. You know, unless you, and even if you're born and raised here, unless you go there or you research right. it out yourself, you're not right. going to know about that. No, because no. these things no. get lost. Never. The uh. woman who choreographed the acro dance, which told the story of the, f- of the riots at the swimming pool, she grew up in that neighborhood and had not known the story of that pool. And yet, if you put it in a movie with circus acts, more kids certainly will watch it, and it's even more interesting for adults. Right, right. Circus Harmony also has a program called Circus Science, where we go in the schools and we teach science concepts through circus arts. Because hmm. it's a lot more fun to do things, and the learning sticks better when you're doing it than if you're just reading about it. And circus is physics. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it's physics. And I'm sure the, the physics... Teachers ought to be, you know, oh, lining, lining uh, kids up to go see you. Well, we come to the school and work with the kids, and then at the end, they put on a show. Oh, my. The other thing that separates Circus Harmony from a lot of other e- performing arts school is, one, we're based inside a museum. Mm-hmm. So we have the opportunity to do those hundreds of shows every year, and we're very performance-focused. Almost all of our classes culminate in a show, like we're getting to the end of spring, all of our spring classes for children and adults, the classes then put on their own show at City Museum. Okay. All right. 
Mark, I think we need to take a break. Mm. And when we come back, I want to ask Jessica specifically about how she got involved with circuses and whether she you know, was uh, going to circuses when she was a child or what was that moment when mm-hmm. she uh, had this bug to yeah. really get involved like that. So right. Sornal Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis and Tomb. We'll be right back. You're listening on the U.S. Radio Network. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune. You know, each time that we plan a show for St. Louis In Tune, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. And while St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect what's going on nationally as well. Our topics cover a wide range of arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, sports, and that's just to name a few. We know there's many radio stations, programs, even podcasts that you could be listening to, and we're glad that you've chosen to listen to St. Louis In Tune. If you've missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There, you'll find every show from our first to our most current. Use the search engine to look for a show that might interest you from one of the many topics that we've covered. And drop us a line and tell us how we're doing. You can do that at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis In Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. And don't forget, check out our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. I could, I could just Let's zone out on that. I know. That's right. I know it. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. We're having a conversation with Jessica Hentoff. She is the Artistic and Executive Director of Circus Harmony, and they are located at City Museum on Wash Avenue. Mm-hmm. And Jessica, before the break, I kind of prompted you with a question, you know, when did you get this circus bug? When did you want to become involved with the, with the circus? So I never knew that that was an option. I grew up in New York City, but I went to college, and they had circus classes, and I thought that would be fun. Really? They did? Yeah, and now 50 years later, it's still fun. But I started taking circus classes. I really loved it. I wrote to 60 different circuses looking for a summer job, saying I'll do anything, the elephants, you know, clean up after the elephants, anything. great. The only person who wrote me back was a Methodist reverend who ran a youth circus based in Washington, D.C., this was before the internet. I didn't answer him because I'm Jewish. And he called me. I said, why didn't you answer? Well, I'm Jewish. And he's like, no, no, that's the point of this show. It was called The Circus Kingdom. He brought young people together from throughout the United States and created a circus that we toured in the eastern half of the U.S. Hmm. And in addition to doing regular shows, we would go to shows where people couldn't come to us. Hmm. So hmm. homes for the mentally ill, senior mm-hmm. citizens' homes, uh, prisons. Hmm. It was 
almost a different form of social circus using circus that way. And I came back from that summer and I went to my circus teacher, Warren Bacon, and I said, this is it. This is what I want to do with my life. How can I repay you? And Warren said, I'll tell you what my teacher told me. Pass it on. Mm. So I started passing it on right away. Everybody on my dorm floor learned how to juggle, went back to my <laughs> high school, taught circus there. Wow. And I did go on to have a full performing career, but I've also always taught. So I ended up mm. in St. Louis because I had a double trapeze partner. I was the catcher. She was the flyer. Wow. And <laughs> she was from St. Louis. Her husband got a job here. Her family was here. And she convinced me that if we moved here, we'd be centrally located for touring. True. Which, which was true. Yeah. Um, and then she got divorced and left. And <laughs> <laughs> but, she flew away on the, on the trapeze. Right, right, right. But I had already started the St. Louis Arches. And okay. I couldn't turn to them. and right. you know. So uh, I'm still here. And now we're multi-generations in. And in fact, one of the original St. Louis Arches, that youth circus troupe from, I thought it started in 1989. I was corrected. It was 1988. Hmm. I was corrected by the woman who now serves on our board of directors, who was one of the 10 original members of that troupe. Wow. Another one, uh, so that was Tiffernish Lewis, and she works for the mayor in the accounting office. Another of the original members, Tiffany Harris, is a teacher at Ames Visual and Performing Arts Elementary School, which is down by right. Crown Candy Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And for years, I've gone and taught circus to her students. And about eight, nine years ago, I found a student there named Sabrina. And Sabrina has stayed with the circus and is now a teacher and has a one-woman show. And Sabrina <laughs> now goes back to Miss Harris's classroom and teaches. And there she found KJ. And KJ is now in the circus. Yes. In fact, KJ and Sabrina are both in this upcoming show, Swashbuckle. But circus is family, and it is multi-generation, yes. and it is with us. Let me tell you some of our other alumni. So I did become a circus performer. I did double trapeze, unicycling, fire eating, clowning, uh, bareback riding. Wow. And when I started the school, I passed that all on. And some of our students have gone on right now as we sit here. We have two students with Cirque du Soleil in Vienna mm. performing. We have two students with an incredible company called Seven Fingers, which has a residential show in San Francisco at Club Fugazi called Dear San Francisco. We have two students there. We have one is in New York City with Cirque Mechanics at a beautiful theater called The Old Vic. We have another who just got to New York City because they are making a musical out of the book Water for Elephants that they hope will open on Broadway. So he is the circus captain on that show. One is one of the top jugglers in the world today, and he just signed a year contract in Atlantic City. One walks wire with the flying Walendas, stands on her husband's shoulders, 30 oh. feet up in the air. And she'll be back in St. Louis because my troupe, the St. Louis Arches, will be working with Circus Flora, and the flying Walendas are also part of oh. them, so wow. you can see her there. Uh, one of our alumni ended up getting shot out of a cannon on Ringling Brothers and was the youngest female ever on Ringling to get shot out of a cannon and the first Jewish human cannonball in history as far as we can tell, and we asked circus historians, and her name is Eliana Grace. She is now the general manager at Circus Harmony and also has her own, actually she has two one-woman shows wow. that she presents. One is about heartbreak, it's very funny, and the other is about this is why, about how she ended up in the circus. Mm. There's so many things about the circus that fascinate me. I think it, it it's a skill set that you have mm -hmm. to have, but mm -hmm. being shot out of a cannon, I just, wow. That is just amazing to me. Well, and the thing with Eliana, she's like, oh, anybody could do it. I'm like, uh, no. once. They could do it once. <laughs> That's right. And the other thing is, right. yes, maybe they could, but would they? No. To have the control. So circus is about control. Uh -huh. It's about controlling your body, but it's also about controlling your mind and your emotions. Uh. And it's also what children find when they come to the circus. So uh. the world right now is arguably more out of control than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. uh, racism right. and gun violence, right. <laughs> the plague, uh, war. Right. It's real nuclear threat. It's, it's terrifying and out of control. But in the circus, you are in control. 
and you control yourself, you control the audience, and I think that's one of the appeals of being in the circus. Now, talk to, talk some specifics about that, Jessica, because you know you talk about and a lot of performance. You know, I'm a musician. It's mental, it's it's muscle memory, but a lot there's a combination there. Right. You know, we, Mark and I've talked about you know baseball and and things like that. Any kind of activity like that that is at a higher level really has a lot of mental capacity that's behind it. And how do you what is what does a circus performer need, and how do you get them to that level? What, in, in other words, walk us through like what training would be to get shot out of a cannon. Because you you're, you talked about physics, you're talking about weight of the individual, you're right. talking about you know angle of the of the cannon, right. you're talking about uh, you know how much push is going to be, all that kind of stuff. Well, and we don't do cannon because I told you our ceilings were low. They're way right. even forty feet isn't enough for that. So there there is a lot of that. In fact, when Eliana was first offered the job, she said you know I'm bad at math because you have to figure out the trajectory. And right. I, I assured her, you ha- can use a calculator. There's a formula. Someone will help you with the math. The question is, will you get in the cannon? But they do need to figure out all those things. And if you're outside, you have to take in the weather as well. But at Circus Harmony, what we say is circus teaches the art of life. So while you're learning to flip, fly, and fling, you learn important life skills, focus, persistence, teamwork, you learn goal setting, which everybody needs, and you, need, you learn how to present yourself in public. So people also are like, oh, circus is dangerous. Actually, and this has, there's a study on this, that circus is safer than just about any other after-school activity, certainly hmm. safer than like football, hockey, cheerleading. Oh, yeah. And part of that is because of how we teach in progressions, how we spot things, mm-hmm. and how we get a young person ready not only physically, yes, you need to be strong and flexible and coordinated, but also mentally and emotionally. You need to be able to control if you're afraid to still focus and do it anyway. And that's a life skill that's really going to help you. The other thing that audiences notice more often than anything is that sometimes you make a mistake. Sometimes you drop a ball. Sometimes you fall down. And our kids learn that you can't just sit there in a puddle or run off the stage. You have to stand up and do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's a heck of a life skill because I don't care what you're going to do. You're going to fail, and it's how you deal with when you fail that will determine what your next steps are. Especially presenting in front of a group of people, a large Mm -hmm. group of people. That can be very intimidating. It can. And what You'll appreciate this. One of my students before he left for circus college was talking to a reporter, and the reporter left, and he said, you know what I really learned here? I can talk to anybody. Mm. But being able to talk to someone is an important life skill. Absolutely. You know, you're going to need to do interviews and to be able to look someone in the eye. Right. All of this you get through doing circus, and it's like circus science or the architecture and acrobats. The kids think they're having fun because it's circus, but the lessons that they're learning that will – will apply to all other aspects of their life are very profound. Mark, I find it very fascinating as Jessica's talking, and she mentioned that Methodist minister mm-hmm. who, when she you know, was involved with that and, and how she came back, like, this is what I want to do mm-hmm. in my life, and now she's passing all of that on, and I hear that in everything that you're talking right. about. I hear mentoring. all of, yes, all of the mentoring and all of the, the um, I hate to use the word because it's so overused, uh, and I, now I can't even think about it, but this, the, here it is, the passion of mm-hmm. what you have, mm-hmm. the desire um, for doing what you love, mm-hmm. and how you're, you're just giving that back away. It, it's overflowing from within you. So there's a Jewish concept called tikkun olam, mm-hmm. that it's our job as humans to repair the world. Mm-hmm. And you can use whatever glue you have, radio or medicine or music, or I just happen to use circus. circus. Mm-hmm. And there's a new book that just came out called Under One Tent, Circus, Judaism, and Bible, and I wrote a chapter for that on social circus being tikkun olam. Speaking of passing it on, there's an alumni that I forgot to mention, which is pretty funny because my biological children always say he's my favorite child. Not true, because... (laughs) Did you hear that, kids? Did you hear that? Not true. But (laughs) they're all my favorite. But this young man, Sidney Eiking Bateman, was 
with Cirque du Soleil. He, he went to Circus College, came from some very rough circumstances. And I'm not saying anything out of school. PBS did a little mini documentary on him called The Acrobat. It's on YouTube. Went to Circus College, went with Seven Fingers, which is that company I mentioned before that has the show in San Francisco. But they had a show where he and his partner, who was also an alumni of ours, did an acrobatic act jumping through hoops. And the soundtrack was an interview with them the summer of 20, 2014, I guess it was, where they were talking about growing up black in St. Louis and waiting to be the next person killed or arrested. Mm. And right as the show went on the road, Mike Brown got shot mm. in Ferguson, mm. and that quite literally blew up. And that show was seen around the world. I had somebody write to me from Chile going, I just saw Seven Fingers show, Cuisine and Confessions, and I recognized those two boys. I had seen them at City Museum. Mm. And it just moved you to tears. Well, that young man, Melvin's still with Cirque du Soleil, along with T-Rock, another student of ours. I King quit Cirque du Soleil to join the WWE. And he did it right before the pandemic. So while Melvin and T-Rock were in Moscow trying to get home, they did, thanks Cirque du Soleil, um, I King was with the WWE in Florida where wrestling was considered essential. So he worked the whole pandemic. He now has his own action figure. And if that's not the epitome of success <laughs> oh, wow. to have your own action figure, he's yeah. writing his autobiography. He's writing two children's books and a comic book. So, and at my house, the irony is that when I King lived with us for a while after somebody murdered somebody in his home, um, he, I wouldn't let him watch the WWE. Not in my house, that violent nonsense. And now I watch it and my kids are like, oh, I see how it is. I'm like, <laughs> well, I watch it because he's on it. Right, right, right. It's still violent and I, not my favorite show. But – and – to see him do all the skills that he learned in our ring, right. and he's just doing them in a square ring. And the bottom line is when you have children, you want them to be happy right. and successful. Right. And he is both. And that's what we do as, as right. teachers, as educators, as humans. That's repairing the world, is really making sure the next generation can do a better job in it than we have. And we don't seem to have done very well. If parents are interested in getting their kids involved in some summer things or uh, other kind of throughout the school year classes, what should they do? Go to circusharmony.org, check out our class schedule. We also just started a partnership with the St. Louis Recreation, Parks and Recreation and Forestry Department, and we will be teaching classes in seven different rec centers because we're looking for new talent. Right. Uh, during the lockdown, we for over two years, we weren't doing any of our outreach programs. And if you can already do two back handsprings, it's on our website. There's a thing called, I don't I'm mean sorry. you personally. I, 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 I want to see Mark do this. No, I was hoping you would do it, Arnold. <laughs> I know. Well, if you could, you could go to the flip out tryout link on our website. Uh, you make a video, send it into us with a little talk to us about why you think you might want to run the away and join the circus. Tryout. Flip out tryout. And I you could love win all these free things. circus classes. But we are looking for new talent all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, especially if you want to be part of our performing troupe because we're trying to build back after right. the lockdown right. and you need a lot of people. And age doesn't matter? Age doesn't matter? Or does uh, it all? Oh. Right, flip out, try out. No, no, no. We're looking primarily for young people, but age doesn't matter. You can come and take classes. Okay. That 93-year-old woman, she didn't start until she was 70. Oh, my. Wow. And, second career and did right. aerial work. So, oh, <laughs> but, no, you're laughing, and a lot of people know, are like, "Oh, I can't come. I'm not strong enough." No, you come, and that's where you get yep. stronger. That's right, true. and it's more fun doing it. Right. So, circus. You know, there's so many kids now. Their thumbs are the only thing that's in yep. shape. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and at circus, that's it's true. a whole body workout. Come to Unicycle yeah. Club. Oh my. And Ooh. and that's all oh. all ages. Some a 65 year old man had found a unicycle in his garage, and he's like, "Can I come up?" Like, yeah, absolutely. Balance wow. and yeah. right, and it works your balance. Circus is a a life. Oh yeah physical activity that that will help you in everything and i know some kids are involved in gymnastics and gymnastics yeah. used to be when we were in high school oh, there yeah. was gymnastics team and uh -huh. high schools used to have that and it's kind of gone out right. of favor it's, it's, but there's a lot of uh similarities and commonalities right. between but it's what not you're doing. competitive in right. the circus yes 
you compete with yourself and yes the kids are like I can do more flips or I can juggle more but mostly circus is about the more successful your partner is the more successful you are the mm -hmm. more successful the whole group is mm -hmm. and that's why when when people use circus as a pejorative to describe the political system I'm like you wish it was like a circus there where people really supported each other uh -huh. and took care of each other and worked together to create something amazing. Would you would you call it a clown show? <gasps> no, because clowns. <laughs> I know. No, yeah, clowns are really You're they're right. funny. They bring joy. They Our political system has not been bringing joy no. to many no. people for a Let's very see. very long time. We need to figure out what to call them then. I know. And we need to take that out of I yeah. think the biggest insult would be to say you're like a government. Oh. I like or, that. Yeah, I like yeah, that too. Right. You're, yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Sad. Right. Fix it. They need to fix it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll t we'll talk about that on future shows. Yes, absolutely. How the, like how, how the we'll do some circus workshops there, and <laughs> yeah, I know the circus is actually something you enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, Very good. That's that is good. I've, it is. It's it's amazing too. Uh, the, the skill and uh, that it takes to be in the circus. You know. So, folks, swashbuckle, and I love to say that word, swashbuckle is going to be at right. Circus Harmony, and you can get tickets at circusharmony.org. They are $15. That is the admission to City Museum, and uh, where this is going to take place April 15, 16, 22, 23, 29, and 30. Saturdays, there's two shows, 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., and Sundays at 2 p.m. Jessica Hentoff, thank you for coming on St. Louis in Tune and talking about Swashbuckle and Circus Harmony and giving us new impetus to describe <laughs> our government. <laughs> thank you for letting me make your day a circus day. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jessica. Uh, We're going to be back after a brief timeout here. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. You're listening to St. Louis in Tune on the U.S. Radio Network. Thanks for listening to St. Louis In Tune. On each and every show, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories and interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. Hey, we cover a wide range of content in the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, and humor, justice, and sports, and that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we connect to what is going on nationally as well. If you missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There you'll find every show from our first to our most current. Use the search engine and look for a show that might interest you and if you have an area that you'd like us to examine deeper, let us know. Just drop us a line at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis In Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website again is stlintune.com. stlintune.com. Mm -mm. Hurt me. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. What a fun, fun, fun interview with Jessica. Oh, I know it. Boy. I know you know we this something about talking about the circus uh, that just makes you want to joke around a lot. Yeah, but there's no joke about what she was talking about. I mean, there's there's some really serious skilled stuff. people uh, performers in there just getting shot out of a cannon. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> the first Jewish woman to get shot out of a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's. Just, uh, I can't imagine. But yeah, put this helmet on, you'll be fine. <laughs> We're going to shoot you over there. Hopefully you'll hit that uh, that, 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 that big net. 
It's a lot of, uh, like she said, you know, calculations and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. She was a good sport, too, because we, we were laughing a lot about it. But And she was trying to th- tell us about the serious part of it, and it is serious. Well, th- and this is very serious because this came out, this is an article entitled, What May Happen in the Next Hundred Years? And it was by John Watkins, Jr., and he wrote it in 1900. And he's, he's saying what was going to happen in the year 2000. Are you ready for some of these? Oh, yeah. No mosquitoes or flies. Yay! We- Insect screens will be unnecessary, as mosquitoes, houseflies, and roaches will have been practically exterminated. Yes. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We need to, <laughs> to find the applause. That's applause, yeah. And it says boards of health will have destroyed all mosquito haunts, and breeding grounds, drained all stagnant ponds, filled in all swamplands, and chemically treated all still water streams. Th- this part, I'm not quite sure. The extermination of the horse and its stable will reduce the house fly. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how that would be. I would think a horse stable would attract house flies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, just yeah. something off the top of my head there. there they also said, he also said, hot and cold air from spigots. Hot or cold air will be turned on from spigots to regulate the temperature of a house as we now turn on hot and cold water from spigots to regulate the temperature of the bath. Central plants will supply this cool air and heat to city homes in the same way as now our gas or electricity is furnished. Rising early to build the furnace fire will be a task of the olden times. Homes will have no chimneys because no smoke will be created within their walls. Now that's kind of true in a different sense. Yeah. When did he do this? 1900. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, let's see. What's a, another good I don't one? know how you ever get rid of the roach. <laughs> You're not get They've it. been around for... Yeah, they're going to be around forever. way after the world is done. Now, this is very insightful. Man will see around the world. Hmm. Persons and things of all kinds will be brought within focus of cameras connected electrically with screens at opposite ends of circuits thousands of miles at a span. Wow. American audiences in their theaters will view upon huge curtains before them the coronations of kings in Europe or the progress of battles in the Orient. The instrument bringing those distant scenes to the very doors of people will be connected with a giant telephone apparatus transmitting each incidental sound in its appropriate place. Thus, the guns of a distant battle will be heard to boom when seen to blaze, and thus the lips of a remote actor or singer will be heard to utter words or music when seen to move. Uh, wow. This guy know Nikolai Tesla? Yeah, and that was before TV. Yeah, and before speaker movies. Uh Uh-huh. I thought this was kind of interesting. Boy, that's very insightful. Yeah, there's a couple others like that that are kind of creepy. And then we have some ones that sound like this. Peas will be as large as beets. (laughs) Wow. Peas and beans will be as large as beets are today. Sugar cane will produce twice as much sugar as the sugar beet does now. Cane will once more be the chief source of our sugar supply. The milkweed will have been developed into a rubber plant. Cheap native rubber will be harvested by machinery all over this country. Plants will be made... Uh, proof against disease microbes just as readily as man is today against smallpox. The soil will be kept enriched by plants which take their nu- nutrition from the air and give fertility to the earth. Now that we need right there. Mm-hmm. That we need. Wow. This guy was uh, ahead of his time. Really ahead of his time. Right. Mm. So um, It's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. So there's some, and I can go into these at, at other times, how children will be taught. Oh, yeah. Trains 150 miles an hour. Well, gee, I wish we had some in the United States. Oh, yeah. Automobiles will be cheaper than horses. Right. I love this one. Everybody will walk 10 miles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lucky I could walk to the car. And he said there will be 500 million people. Well, I think I checked it out at the year 2000. There was Uh 6.2 billion people. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a little off on that one. Wow. So I just thought those were fascinating. Oranges will grow in Philadelphia. Hmm. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. A few drugs will be swallowed. There will be no wild animals, except in menageries. Why? I don't understand that. So, well, I thought that would be fascinating. That is fascinating. That's an interesting look at the future. And I want to kind of close out briefly here with a, a, a couple fun things. Well, you know it's National Pajama, Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. 
I just want to make make sure. And you did National Librarian Day. Speaking of librarians, Day of the Mushroom. Do you ever pick mushrooms? I I did one time when I was small. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It is now the season for getting the morels. Yes. You got to make sure you get the right ones. Right. How about go fly a, t- a kite day? I'm yeah. Just, yeah. Somebody says that every every so often. To they, they tell you that all the time. Yeah. National Bean Counter Day. Oh, we're is getting that like clo- a CPA. Yeah, we're getting close to when you uh, count your blessings and send them all in to the IRS government. Yeah, right. that's right. Uh, National Eggs Benedict Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you like eggs Benedict? Yes, I love eggs Benedict. Yep. And uh, let's see, National Orchard Day. National Reveal the Genius Genius Within Day. We all have a genius within us. I'd say you and I do that all the time. Okay, that's all I got. (laughs) So the doctor says, your blood pressure is a little high. Mm. I said, well, I have four kids, two are in college. One just got his driver's license, and my youngest is about to become a teenager. Doctor's silent. I'm silent. Doctor says, your blood pressure is a little low. Don't encourage them. All right, so folks, you have to keep things in perspective. Reading 20 pages per day is 30 books per year. Saving $10 per day is $3,650 per year. Running one mile per day is 365 miles per year. Becoming 1% better per day is 37 times better per year. Small habits are underestimated. (laughs) Yes, they are. Roses are red, tacos are delicious. I use paper plates because I hate doing dishes. And it's not an empty nest until they get their stuff out of the basement. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Move. I, I Googled my symptoms. Turned out I just need to go camping. Oh, my. Holy smokes. Let's see. In my family, we don't hide the crazy. We give it a beer and wait for the show to start. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, uh, well. and we'll close with one of these. All right, things your mother should have told you. <laughs> I wish she. There's a lot she missed. Go ahead. Take your bananas apart when you get them home from the store. If you leave them connected at the stem, they ripen faster. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Ma. Okay. So we'll give more of of Mama's. Uh, Things she should have told you in future shows. Uh-huh. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is. All right, Mark. Good to see you. Take you care of yourself. I will. Have a good weekend. You too. That's all for this hour, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget when the Martians invade, they may be trying to become part of Circus Harmony. But there's always been one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. For St. Louis in Tune co-host Mark Langston, I'm Arnold Stricker. Remember to walk worthy and let your light shine.